Hi, Rebecca Shear here. Looking for more ways to circle round with us? Join the Circle Round Club and get all sorts of great perks, like a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, monthly newsletters, even ad-free episodes, and bonus bedtime stories. Support our public radio podcast and sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. WBUR Podcasts, Boston. Have you ever taken a risk? And I don't mean a wild risk, like parachuting out of a plane or riding a motorbike through a flaming hoop. Taking a risk can be as simple as crossing the street all by yourself or trying a new food. Taking risks can help us grow by challenging us and giving us more confidence. And in today's story, a kind shepherdess considers taking a risk that could transform her life. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today, our story is called The Sorcerer's Offer. It's inspired by tales from Armenia in Western Asia. Some really great people came together to bring you our version of this folktale, including Alondra Delgado, Amber Nash, and Bill Ratner. Alondra Delgado stars in the CW series All American. Her new book of poetry, Is Mejor to Say Adios, is out now. Amber Nash stars in the animated grown-up series Archer on FX and in the upcoming film How to Ruin the Holidays. Bill Ratner has voiced countless movie trailers, documentaries, and cartoons, including G.I. Joe, Robot Chicken, and Family Guy. He's also the author of the upcoming memoir Announcing the Apocalypse. So circle around, everyone, for The Sorcerer's Offer. Once upon a time, in a village at the foot of a rugged, sloping hill, there lived a shepherdess named Penelope. Penelope spent her days herding her woolly white sheep up and down the hillside. She found them tasty grass and plants to graze on. Dewdrop, magnolia, buttercup, follow me to the ridge. You're going to love this patch of clover I found. She cared for them when they were sick or injured. Cotton ball, how did this pebble get stuck in your hoof? No matter. I'll take it out in a jiffy. And most importantly, she protected them from danger. Stay with the flock, Annabelle. You too, Rosemary. The last thing I want is for you to tumble off a cliff or get gobbled up by a big, scary animal like a wolf. One evening, after a long day of work, Penelope was herding her flock back down the hill when she heard a sound that sent a chill up her spine. Oh no! That was a wolf howl. A fierce, ferocious wolf must be nearby. Come, my darlings, let's get out of here. Penelope motioned for her flock to follow her to safety. But instead, the sheep let out a frightened bleat and began scattering this way and that. Dewdrop, stop running toward that cliff. Buttercup, Magnolia, come this way, this way. Penelope chased after the flock as they scurried up, down, and around the hillside. But each sheep seemed to be running in a completely different direction. And before long, Penelope had lost track of them all. The wolf was nowhere to be seen either. I can't believe this. My flock is gone, scared off by a fierce, ferocious wolf. Or worse, eaten by it. My sheep are my life and my livelihood. What am I going to do now? 
I am so sorry, good shepherdess. <gasps> Penelope froze. What? Who's there? Who said that? I did. And seriously, I am so very sorry. Penelope glanced around. But, but who are you? And where are you? I don't see anyone else on this hillside. Suddenly, Penelope heard a rustling sound. She turned her head, and what should she spy slinking out from beneath a bush? But a wolf! It was a she-wolf, but there was nothing fierce or ferocious about her. The creature was small, no larger than a pup, and though her green eyes were bright, her gray fur was patchy and matted, and her body was so thin you could count her ribs. Little wolf, are you the one who spoke to me just now? The wolf tucked her shaggy tail between her scrawny legs. Yup, it was me. I wanted to apologize for scaring away your flock. You see, not so long ago, I lost my parents and have been living on my own ever since. Food's been hard to come by. So when I caught sight of your plump, hearty sheep, I couldn't help myself. But did you actually catch any of my sheep? And did you actually, you know? No. I'm so tired and weak. I'm not much of a hunter these days. But I'm sorry for scaring your flock away, Penelope. I truly am. Can you forgive me? Penelope thought about her lost flock and lost livelihood. But as she gazed at the haggard, hungry wolf pup, she couldn't help but feel pity. Okay, little wolf. I can forgive you. And you know what? I can do you one better. Here. Penelope reached into her satchel and tossed the wolf some leftover bread and cheese from lunch. The ravenous creature devoured the food and licked her chops. Mmm, delicious. Thank you, good shepherdess. I'll never forget your kindness. The wolf lifted the corners of her mouth as if she were smiling. Then she leaped to her feet, blinked her green eyes, and disappeared up the hillside. Well, that was unexpected. A talking wolf? And a missing flock. This hill is so rocky and rugged, my sheep could be anywhere. Trapped behind a boulder, stranded on a cliff, or worse. But the sun's going down, so I'd better get home. Maybe I'll try looking for them tomorrow. With her heart feeling heavy and her head hanging low, Penelope trudged down the hill. But just as she reached the village... Good evening, ma'am. Though, judging by the look on your face, your evening's been anything but good. Penelope looked up. Standing before her was a tall man leading a brown cow. The man was dressed all in black. Penelope thought he looked oddly familiar. Oh, hello, sir. Do I know you? A mysterious smile crossed the man's lips. Let's just say I spend my share of time around these parts... But tell me, ma'am, why the long face? What troubles you? Penelope felt a sudden urge to tell the man everything. Well, I'm a shepherdess by trade, and today a wolf scared off my entire flock. Turns out it was just a hungry little pup. But regardless, now I've lost my sheep and my job. I don't know what I'm going to do. The man gave Penelope a long, thoughtful look. Listen, ma'am, I'll tell you what. 
You see this brown cow here? I do. She's beautiful. She also gives the best milk in the country. White as the clouds, pure as the snow, and sweet as the honey from a hive. People pay top dollar for milk from this cow. And I'd like you to have her. Penelope's jaw dropped. You're giving me your cow? Not giving, loaning. I'll let you borrow this beautiful brown cow for three years. She will give you good milk to sell and you will never go hungry. That would be amazing. And when the three years are up, I must give her back? Well, not necessarily. When the three years are up, I will come to your house at the stroke of midnight and ask you four questions. If you can answer my questions correctly, you may keep the cow. She will be yours forever. Penelope suddenly felt uneasy. This conversation was taking a very strange turn. Okay. But what if I can't answer your questions? If you can't answer my questions. The man's face darkened. If you can't answer my questions, then I will take the cow back and place a curse upon your house. All at once, Penelope felt her blood run cold, because in that instant she realized who this man was. He was a sorcerer. She'd heard the villagers tell sinister tales about a tall man dressed in black who worked all sorts of dark magic. So, ma'am, what do you say? Do we have a deal? Penelope hesitated. If she said no and didn't take the cow, she would be forced to scrape by until she found a new job, if she found a new job. But if she said yes, she would be guaranteed three years of comfort. And who knows? When the three years were up, she might get lucky and find the right answers to the sorcerer's questions, and her good fortune would continue. Penelope was torn. She took a breath, opened her mouth, and then... Oh! You know what that music means. Time for a quick break. But what do you think? Will Penelope take the risk and the cow? We'll find out when Circle Round continues. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We've been looking for even more ways to circle round with super fans like you. And now we've got another one. The Circle Round Club. When you join the Circle Round Club, not only do you support the public radio station that makes Circle Round possible, but you can get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters from me, Rebecca Shear, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, and ad-free episodes. Sign up now at wbor.org slash Club. I'm Rebecca Shear. Welcome back to Circle Round. 
Today, our story is called The Sorcerer's Offer. Before the break, a hungry wolf pup with bright green eyes scared off Penelope's flock. The shepherdess was out of luck and out of a job until a sorcerer made her an intriguing offer. He would loan her his cow so she could sell the cow's milk. But after three years, he would return at midnight and ask Penelope for questions. If she could answer them correctly, the cow was hers. But if she couldn't, the sorcerer would take back the cow and place a curse on Penelope's house. Penelope carefully considered her options. Then she stood up straight and tall and looked the sorcerer right in the eye. I'll take the cow, sir, and I'll take the risk. It's better than going hungry. Very well. The sorcerer handed Penelope the cow's rope. Good luck to you, Penelope. You may very well need it. As it turns out, the sorcerer was right about the beautiful brown cow. She did indeed give the best milk in the country, and customers paid top dollar for it at the market. So it wasn't long before Penelope could afford plenty of good food to eat and nice clothing to wear. She even bought a whole new flock of woolly white sheep. At last, she was living comfortably. Yet in the back of her mind, she was anything but comfortable, as she silently counted the days until the sorcerer's dreaded return. One year passed, then two, and finally it was the night the sorcerer was set to come back. Penelope sat by the fireside, wringing her hands as the clock in the village square struck nine then ten, then eleven. At five minutes before midnight, Penelope jumped up from her chair and began pacing around the living room. Just five minutes until the sorcerer comes back and asks his four questions. These past three years I've been so happy and living so well, but if I can't answer the sorcerer's questions correctly, everything will go up in smoke. And what's worse, he'll put a curse on my house. Ugh, perhaps I shouldn't have taken the cow. Perhaps I should have just let well enough alone and figured out a way to... <gasps> Could that be the sorcerer already? Oh, he's early. Penelope tiptoed to the front door and squinted through the peephole. To her relief, she did not see the sorcerer. Instead, she saw a woman wearing a hooded cloak made from gray fur. Her bright green eyes somehow twinkled in the dark. Hello, miss. May I help you? I hope you can. I've been wandering about the hillside all night, and I'm so very hungry. But I come in for a bite to eat. Penelope hesitated. The sorcerer would be here any minute. But she was too kind-hearted to turn the woman away. Of course you can come in. Please, have a seat. Penelope led the woman to the fireplace. Then she went into the kitchen and brought out a big plate of food. Here you go, miss. Eat all you want. And if you'd like seconds, I'm happy to get you anything your heart desires. Penelope felt her heart drop. It was midnight. She turned to the woman with a nervous smile. Miss... I have to tell you something. You may not believe it, but a sorcerer is on his way to my house. 
You see, three years ago, he let me borrow a cow on the condition that once the three years had passed, he'd come back at midnight and ask me four questions. If I could answer those four questions correctly, the cow would be mine. But if I couldn't, he would take back the cow and put a curse on my house forever. As Penelope recounted her tale, she expected the woman to grow frightened. But instead, the woman grinned, her green eyes shining bright. That's quite a tale. But don't you worry about that sorcerer. You've been so kind to me. I promise I'll protect you. Protect me? How could you possibly protect me from a sorcerer with magic powers that... Oh, no. The sorcerer is here. I'd better let him in. Penelope was about to open the door when all of a sudden the woman in the cloak jumped up from her chair and pushed Penelope into the kitchen. What do you think you're doing? Are you out of your mind? No time for questions. Just stay hidden behind the kitchen door. I told you, I will protect you. The woman pulled her fur hood all the way over her head so that it covered her face. Then she threw the front door open wide, and the sorcerer came striding in. Greetings, good sir. Greetings, Penelope. The real Penelope could hardly believe her ears as she hid behind the kitchen door. The green-eyed woman in the gray fur cloak was pretending to be her, and the sorcerer was buying it. Well... Now that you've come back after three long years, I suppose you're going to ask me your four questions? Of course I am. I've long been awaiting this moment. Are you ready? Does a wolf howl at the moon? Of course I'm ready. Very well, then. I'll start with an easy one. In summer, I am dressed. In winter, I am naked. What am I? The real Penelope held her breath. The four questions were actually riddles. She'd always had trouble solving riddles. Hopefully that wasn't the case with her new friend in the cloak. Hmm, let's see. In summer, I am dressed. In winter, I am naked. That's simple. You're a tree. In summer, you're covered with leaves. And in winter, you're bare. The sorcerer broke into a grin. That is correct, Penelope. The answer is a tree. Boy, you're a quick one, aren't you? But to prove how quick you truly are, let's see if you can answer my second question. When I'm empty, I stand. When I'm full, I walk. What am I? Trembling in the kitchen, Penelope felt her palms sweat but the woman in the cloak seemed cool as a cucumber. When I'm empty, I stand. When I'm full, I walk. Huh, isn't it obvious? You're a shoe. You only walk when you're full of somebody's feet. The sorcerer grinned again. Very good. The answer to my second riddle is a shoe. But this next one is harder. So listen up. I speak every language, yet I only speak when I am spoken to. What am I? Penelope's heart was beating so fast she was certain they could hear it on the other side of the door. But the woman in the cloak remained calm and collected. I speak every language, yet I only speak when I'm spoken to. Duh! You're an echo! 
We only hear an echo after we say something, no matter what language we're speaking. Penelope found herself beaming from ear to ear. The sorcerer was beaming too, though his jaw was clenched and beads of sweat were popping up on his forehead. My, 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 you've correctly answered three of my riddles, Penelope. But if you can't answer my fourth, I'll take back the cow and leave you with a curse. So here goes. I am born in an instant, yet I can last a lifetime. I can bring you to laughter. I can bring you to tears. I can even bring back the dead. What am I? Inside the kitchen, Penelope's heart was racing. Could the woman actually guess the answer to this puzzle? I am born in an instant, yet I can last a lifetime. I can bring you to laughter. I can bring you to tears. I can even bring back the dead. Hmm. Penelope's heart was beating so fast she thought it would burst from her chest. But then, I've got it. The answer to your fourth question is a memory. A memory is born quickly. It can stay in your mind forever. It can make you happy or sad. It can even make you remember those who are no longer with us. This time, the sorcerer did not smile. Instead, his eyes grew dark and his face grew pale. Well, what do you know? You've answered all four of my questions correctly, Penelope. As such, you may keep the cow. And your good fortune. My work here is done. And with that, the sorcerer vanished. Penelope was so excited that she burst through the kitchen door into the living room. Oh, Miss, that was amazing! How can I ever begin to think? Penelope stopped short. To her surprise, she was talking to herself because the living room was empty. And the front door was open wide. What? Penelope hurried out into the night, hoping to find the green-eyed woman in the gray fur cloak. Why did my new friend leave so soon? I didn't get to thank her for her kindness. I'll never forget how she. Penelope stood stock still. Then she turned her head. And what should she spy sitting at the end of the lane? But a gray wolf, a gray she-wolf with twinkling green eyes. The wolf stared at Penelope. Penelope stared back. And just before the wolf leaped to her feet and disappeared into the dark, Penelope could have sworn that maybe, just maybe, she saw the furry creature smile. Now it's your turn. By sharing an act of kindness, Penelope received kindness in return. What's one act of kindness you can do this week? Maybe you can help a grown-up with a chore, or share a favorite toy with a friend. Perhaps you can draw a picture for a relative you haven't seen in a while, or donate books to your local library. Once you've decided on an act of kindness, go out and make it happen. I think you'll find that just a little kindness can go a very long way. Thank <laughs> you.
This week's story, The Sorcerer's Offer, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Nora Sachs. Our original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Want to color while you listen? Sabina has created a black and white picture for every single Circle Round story. Grown-ups, you can download more than 180 Circle Round coloring pages on our website, wbur.org slash circle round. Special thanks to this week's actors, Alondra Delgado, Amber Nash, and Bill Ratner. Alondra Delgado stars in the CW series All American. Her new book of poetry, Is Mejor to Say Adios, is out now. Amber Nash stars in the animated grown-up sitcom Archer on FX and the upcoming comedy film How to Ruin the Holidays. Bill Ratner has voiced countless movie trailers, documentaries, and cartoons, including G.I. Joe, Robot Chicken, and Family Guy. He's also the author of the upcoming memoir, Announcing the Apocalypse. Our featured instrument this week was the Santor. You can learn more about this stringed instrument with Persian roots and see a photo on our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. And while you're there, you can find links to the Circle Round picture books, the Circle Round t-shirt, coloring book, tote bag, water bottle, and you can find transcripts for all of our stories in case you'd like to print them out and act them out yourself. Oh, and grown-ups, if you enjoy what you hear on Circle Round, please write us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. It helps other families find the show. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling round with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. My name is Isla. I live in Austin, and my favorite Circle Round story is The Busy Fairies. I like it because he says that he doesn't like the chores, and then they come zooming in. Hi, my name is Archer. I live in Newport News, Virginia. My favorite story is The Windcatcher. My favorite part is when Tamor is crying for help when he doesn't catch the wind in Jabiro's boat. My name is Nate and I live in Seattle and my favorite story is Wild Coyote's Wild Ride because he says I'm going to ride your butt across the sky to the sun. I'm Murphy. I'm from Fairfax, California. My favorite Circle Round story is the song for spirits and my favorite part is when the merchant thinks he's going to get a lot of treasure but he gets a shark. Hi, my name is Leo and I'm from Tucson and my favorite circle round story is the farmer's coin because I like the part when the farmer gets all the rice. My name is Thea and I live in Iowa and my favorite story is the giant's causeway and my favorite part is when they dress him up as a baby. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round, or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.